Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of Every Coach Needs a Coach. Today we're going to try something different. What I want to start doing is single episodes where I speak on a topic that I'm particularly interested in for that week. What I want to be able to do with this, since I'm a reader, is I want to be able to explain something that I've read in my personal development or in my coaching development, and then be able to explain it to you, the audience, or anybody who might be interested in doing their personal development in a different way. Under the guise of see one, do one, teach one, what I'm trying to do here is explain concepts so that I better understand them and introduce them to you so that you can further explore them. What I'm doing is basing them off of books that I've read, podcasts I've listened to, videos I've watched, or encounters that I've had with other coaches so that I can help explain to you and that I can deepen my understanding of the concept. Now it's kind of ironic because I'm definitely a subscriber to the thought that I like to listen more than I like to talk. And I heard it said once that when you're listening, you might learn something new, but when you're talking, you're just regurgitating something that you already know. But I'm challenging myself on that a little bit, because, again, under the idea of see one, do one, teach one, by talking about it and teaching you about it, I'm going to develop a further understanding and be able to apply these concepts easier than if I had just listened to it and passively uh, not done anything with it, right? And just let it kind of go into my brain and settle there, as opposed to now, what I'm doing is watering it and giving it sunshine in the right soil and letting those ideas and thoughts grow in my own head. So I want to start with a book called The Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. It's something that I read within a coaching community that I'm a part of called Key Five Coaches, which is through the PGC Basketball Organization. And I read it with our book club, and it was the first book that we had read together and I loved it. I loved the whole experience of it and getting to meet other coaches and just talk coaching and culture with uh, these other individuals who struggle with the same things that I do and uh, have different strengths and areas of weakness than, than me. So what I wanted to show and share with you guys today was one big thing that I took away that I'm trying to dive deeper into from this book is the idea of language and how language sets how much language is a part of a culture. Think about it, right? Language is a way that we communicate. And I won't say it's the primary way because there's good studies that show that our body language is the primary way we communicate. But language and the words we use and the phrases we use reflect who we are as a group. Think about organizations that you're a part of, right? I'll speak from the perspective of a physical therapist. In the world of physical therapy, you could ask any physical therapist what they do in an evaluation, and they're going to give you about the same answer. The same thing with a treatment, the same thing if you ask them about ROM, which is range of motion, the same thing if you ask them about functional limitations of a patient. Right? There are certain terms and terminology that the physical therapy community uses. Right? The coaching community is the same way. Right? Most coaches know what a timeout is. Most coaches understand the importance of culture. Most coaches understand the importance of players and, and within every sport there's hundreds of words that are specific to your sport. Right? I could listen to football coaches talk all day and not really understand what it is they're trying to convey or the positions or be able to explain it back to them. But you put me in a room full of basketball coaches and we can talk about layups and jump shots and pull-ups and step backs and I'll understand it. So I think it's really important to acknowledge how our language affects our environment and the culture that we're developing. Um, 
I also think it establishes almost like an exclusivity to your group, right? And in the book, they use all these really good examples of these high-level organizations. Um, there's some restaurants, really successful restaurants in New York City. They talk about KIPP schools, which is a, a charter school in New York City. They use the example of the uh, All Blacks rugby team, which I think is based out of New Zealand. And all they do, they have these sayings. They have these little snippets of words that everybody within the group understands and understands the meaning behind it. So I want to give you a couple examples that they use. This is, if you have the book, it's page 213 from the book The Culture Code, right? If you spend time around the New, York, the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team, you'll hear them talk about leaving the jersey in a better place and saying, if you're not growing anywhere, you're not going anywhere. Keeping a blue head instead of a red head which refers to calmness under pressure. Pressure is a privilege. TQB, which is total quality ball. KBA, keep the ball alive. It's an honor, not a job. All these things are sayings that are used within this All Blacks rugby team community. Um, there's hundreds of examples within the book. One that I have really liked is that uh, New York City restaurant, and uh, I forget the guy's first name, but his last name is Meyer. And Meyer came up with a, a group of phrases that um, reflect his beliefs about his restaurants, his customers, his investors, and his employees. Um, and a handful of those are athletic hospitality, turning up the home dial, loving problems, one size fits one, planting seeds like in gardens. Put us out of business with your generosity. To get a hug, you have to give a hug. Are you an agent or a gatekeeper? Now some of these make sense to me, and I can kind of guess at what they might mean, but others I have no idea what they meant. There's one in there called skunking, and if they didn't go on to explain it in the book as something that you're, you're leaving your bad attitude everywhere, you're spraying your bad attitude all over the place like a skunk would, I would have no idea what skunking means. But it's these things that are specific to their culture, right? Their restaurants that any employee in any of his 25 restaurants would understand what you were talking about. So think about how that applies to your team, right? I've been a part of organizations that if you ask anybody who's ever played Caldwell soccer what a power circle is, they're all going to give you about the same definition, right? If you ask um, people within your organization, right, whether that's your team or your business, what your catchphrases are, or though it's something you say a lot and everybody understands the meaning of it, what would they say? Right? Do you have those catchphrases? Do you have those key phrases of words that only people in your organization fully understand the emotion, the motivation, the meaning behind what they're saying? Um, think about the inside jokes you have with your friends. Right? I think about the things I say to my husband. I can quote movies. Um, I can... We can... We have... A history together. So between those shared experiences that we've had, we've kind of coined different phrases. Uh, for example, I can I can look at him and go, yoo-hoo, 
and he knows exactly what I'm talking about, and it's our friendly little greeting to put a smile on each other's faces from the movie Frozen, of all things. Um, but think about the inside jokes you have within the organizations that you're a part of, right? Whether that's your family, uh, your friends, or your colleagues, and your work norms. So uh, if you guys have phrases that you like or that you have used and you care to share them with me and you care to share how you let them become a part of your culture, please let me know um, because I'm always looking for things to implement with my teams and get my message across in such a clear and concise way that it can't be mistaken for how it's, it's interpreted, right, and how it's perceived. Because another thing, and maybe I'll do another talk on this, is how I can say something, right, and I can mean it in a most sincere way or in a certain way, and that I can't control how it's perceived. I can't control how my players in, interpret what I've said and then regurgitate what I've said back to me. Um, so I think listening is a really powerful tool, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, but also being able to speak in ways and I think the way to do it is in short phrases that you consistently repeat that their message is crystal clear to the people who you're speaking with, right? The people within your organization. So if you have thoughts or ideas or things that have worked for you or things that just kind of have evolved over time that you didn't intend for that to be your catchphrase, but now it kind of is. Um, one that I've used for basketball is the term, uh, I'm teaching you to fish, right? And uh, by the end of the season... I could just look at the kids and if they had a question, most of the time they could answer it because of the principles we had taught them. And by that, I meant that I was teaching them to fish. I'm not going to give you the answers to all your questions. Here's the reason why we're doing this. Most of your questions are answered within that reason why. So I'd get asked a question and if it was a, a teachable moment, right? if it was a teaching you to fish moment, I would look at the kid and say, you know how to fish right? Find the answer to that question yourself. Figure it out. Like, I'm here to support you, but you are capable of figuring that out yourself because of what I know you know. Um, so that's one that I've used within the basketball um, community and, and team that I've, I've been a part of and been able to coach, which has been a really good learning experience. And I think if we don't take control over those, then whatever the players come up with or whatever your assistant coaches come up with or whatever parents come up with or whatever your employees or whoever you might be working with your students whatever they come up with that's the thing that's going to stick so I think it's really important to jump on this opportunity of catchphrases and use them to guide the culture that you're trying to create so thank you so much for listening guys I really appreciate it uh, you can expect these to come out on Wednesdays and they'll be short, they'll be like this one, 10 minutes or so, where I can do a reflection on some of the personal development, and it'll, like I said, be from books, sometimes movies, podcasts, YouTube videos, um, and I will put a link in the show notes to the book or whatever it is, the material that I'm referencing. Um, but I really just appreciate the opportunity to speak to this stuff and have a chance to kind of teach it and understand it better on my end. So thank you, and uh, be on the lookout. Sundays we will do the release of an interview, and then Wednesdays we'll do the release of uh, a Coach Kelly talk. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day.